Hey, this is Jake, and welcome to the Levi Zilla Gaming Podcast. This podcast discusses crimes researched using publicly available information or personal recollections. Content may be graphic, disturbing, or violent, and may be upsetting to some. Listener discretion is advised. This one goes out to the people who have lost people that ended up in the show. My condolences go out to the families and friends who have lost their loved one or have had a loved one or friend wronged to end up in the making of the show. Hello and welcome to the show. I am Jacob Goff and I am your host. Today we're talking about Jeffrey Dahmer. And now for a quote from Jeffrey Dahmer. I know society will never be able to forgive me. I know that the families of the victims will never be able to forgive me for what I have done. I promise I will pray each day and ask for the forgiveness when the hurt goes away, if ever. I have seen their tears, and I could give my life right now to bring their loved ones back. I would do it. Jeffrey Dahmer Jeffrey Dahmer lived to be about 34 years old. He lived from 1960 to 1994. Not only is this a deep sense of remorse, but it also means he is religious and willing to pray for the wrongs that he has done, trying to get redemption from God, as if hell isn't eternal, right? Or is it? I believe hell is eternal, and then once a sinner, always a sinner. However, you can be redeemed through forgiveness and repent, but not for something of this extent. If an eye for an eye makes the whole world go blind, then what does a life for a life make? Makes the whole world go dead, right? So then, is the death penalty really fair, or is it considered just an eye for an eye makes the whole world go blind type of deal here? I think not. Because the death penalty and capital punishment should be a thing to get justice for the families of the wrong that has been done in capital punishment is just the beginning of it all, of the eternity that he will suffer after he is dead. Convicted serial killer and sex offender Jeffrey Dahmer murdered 17 males between 1978 and 1991. He was killed in 1994 by a fellow prison inmate. See, I believe when someone's a killer, when you reap what you sow, yeah, it sucks, but you put the seeds of hate out there, so you sow the hate you get back, and there's nothing worse than the death that you get for the, all the deaths you have caused, which is justice in my opinion. When somebody's a ruthless serial killer, they deserve to be put to rest forever and suffer in the hell and the pit and the fire 
that they have brought upon others who did not deserve it, which means that the people he has killed, as long as they have done no wrong, have gone to heaven. But for the serial killer, he's definitely gone to hell and will be there forever. May he never rest in peace. May he be gone in torment forever. Who was Jeffrey Dahmer? Jeffrey Dahmer was an American serial killer who took the lives of 17 males between 1978 and 1991. Over the course of more than 13 years, Dahmer sought out men, mostly African American, at gay bars, malls, and bus stops, lured them home with promises of money or sex, and gave them alcohol laced with drugs before strangling them to death. He would then engage in sex acts with the corpses before dismembering them and disposing them, often keeping their skulls or genitals as souvenirs. He frequently took photos of victims at various stages of the murder process. He could then be able to recollect each act afterward to relive the experience. Dahmer was captured in 1991 and sentenced to 16 life terms. He was then killed by fellow prison inmate Christopher Scarber in 1994. Not that violence solves anything, but what comes around goes around. When someone's a serial killer as such, did he get his just desserts, his karma has prevailed, or did he get wronged himself? I think he wasn't wronged because I think he got his just desserts of karma. Comes around, goes around, you reap what you sow. Childhood and family of Jeffrey Dahmer. Dahmer was born in Milwaukee, Wisconsin on May 21st, 1960 to Lionel and Joyce Dahmer. He was described as an energetic and happy child until the age of four, when surgery to correct his double hernia seems to affect and change in the boy. Noticeably subdued, he became increasingly withdrawn following the birth of his younger brother and family's frequent moves. But by his early teens, he was disengaged, tense, and friendless, largely. Dahmer claims that his compulsions towards necrophilia and murder began at age 14, but it appears that the breakdown of his parents' marriage, their acrimonious divorce a few years later, may have been the catalyst of turning these thoughts into actions. By the time of his first killing... Dahmer's alcohol consumption had spun out of control. He dropped out of Ohio State University after one quarter term, and his recently remarried father insisted that he join the army. Dahmer enlisted in December of 1978. He was posted to Germany shortly thereafter. His drunking problem persisted, and in early 1981, the Army discharged him, although German authorities would later investigate the possible connections between Dahmer and murders that took place in the area during that time. It is not believed that he took any more victims while serving in the armed forces. Following his discharge, Dahmer 
returned home to Ohio and arrested that year later for disorderly conduct prompted his father to send Dahmer to live with his grandmother in Wisconsin. But with his alcohol problem continuing and he was arrested thereafter the following summer for indecent exposure, he was arrested once again in 1986 when two boys accused him of masturbating in front of them, he received a one-year probationary sentence. Not only is that a sex offense, but why two innocent lives would you be jacking off in front of them? Boys or girls, it doesn't matter. You don't do that shit in front of them. And probation was the worst he got? Are you fucking kidding me? I mean, drunk or not, you should really give a fuck about what you're doing in front of people, especially children. Better watch yourself. I mean, why would somebody be doing that in front of kids? That's just fucking wrong. Who were Jeffrey Dahmer's victims. His victims. Dahmer murdered 17 men between 1978 and 1991. He was careful to select victims on the fringes of society who were often itinerant or borderline criminal, making their disappearances less noticeable, reducing the likelihood of his capture. He lured them to his home with promises of money or sex and strangled them to death. He engaged in sexual acts with their bodies and photos as souvenirs, as well as body parts were kept as souvenirs. I mean, why did he choose homosexual males? I mean, was he religious? Was he just homophobic? Was he possibly both? I don't even know. As a homosexual male myself, I am not only just disgusted by what he's done, I'm fucking terrified. Like the case with Matthew Shepard, where he was tied to the fence and beaten by four hillbilly men at a bar. But... When Dahmer was doing this homophobic shit, I mean, well, shit, it just got real. It just really impacted me a lot. Not just as a homosexual male, but as a person who actually cares about other people. And why do people have to not get along? As Depeche Mode said, people are people. Why should it be? You and I should get along so awfully. Thank you, Dave Gahan, for that quote from Depeche Mode. Who were Jeffrey Dahmer's first four victims? The first four victims of Jeffrey Dahmer were first murdered when it occurred just after graduating high school in June 1978 when he picked up a hitchhiker named Stephen Hicks and took him home to his parents' house. Dahmer proceeded to get the young man drunk. When Hicks tried to leave, Dahmer killed him by striking him in the head and strangling him 
with a barbell. Dahmer dismembered the corpse of the victim, packed the body parts in plastic bags, and buried them behind his parents' home. Later, exhumed the remains, crushed the bones with a sledgehammer, and scattered them across the wooded ravine. It wasn't until September 1987 Dahmer took his second victim, Stephen Tiomi, who checked into a hotel room and drank when Dahmer eventually awoke to Tiomi dead with no memory of the previous night's activities. He bought a large suitcase to transport Tiomi's body to his grandmother's basement and dismembered and masturbated on the corpse, disposing of the remains. Only after Dahmer kills another two victims at his victim's grandmother's home did she tire her grandson's late night in drunkenness, although she had no knowledge of his activities and she forced him to move out of the premises on 1988. I mean... How do you not fucking hear that shit that somebody's being dismembered in the basement and being ejaculated all over? I mean, don't you make noise when you're dismembering of whatever and proceeding to have a happy ending all over it? I mean, that's just like, one, disgusting, and two, fucking insane, and three criminally fucking insane so we're gonna move on to a sexual assault charges in three two one in september 1989 Dahmer had an extreme lucky escape an encounter with a 13 year old laotian boy resulted in sexual charges exploitation and second degree assault for Dahmer. he pleaded guilty claiming that the boy appeared much older. While awaiting sentencing for his sexual assault case, Dahmer put his grandmother's ba- uh, basement to gruesome use. In March 1989, he lured, drugged, strangled, sodomized, photographed, dismembered, and disposed of Anthony Sears, an aspiring model. At his trial for child molestation in May 1989, Dahmer was the model of contrition, arguing eloquently in his defense about how he had seen the error in his ways and that his arrest marked a turning point in his life. His defense counsel argued that he needed treatment, not incarceration, and the judge agreed handing down the one-year prison sentence on day release, allowing Dahmer at work at his job the day in return to prison at night, as well as a five-year probationary sentence. Years later, in an interview with CNN, Lionel Dahmer stated 
that he wrote a letter to the court that issued the sentence requesting psychological help for his son's parole. However, Dahmer was granted an early release date by the judge after serving only 10 months of his sentence. A briefly lived sentence, and then he went to go live with his grandmother following the release, during which time he does not appear to have added uh, to his body count, moving back into his own apartment. Now, I get that people believe in second chances, but when they're freaking criminally insane like this, then why are we allowing him to live on his own when he's so severely mentally ill to the point where he's hurting people? I mean, yes, I'm mentally ill, but I'm not like that. But however, he is the very stigma that we get stuck with because he's a select few as a mentally ill person that gets other populations of mentally ill people with anxiety and depression like I have, but he's a little more cuckoo than anxiety and depression, but he gets the rest of us of just a bad fucking vibe and name just for having anxiety and depression, but then this criminally fucking insane individual happens to ruin it for the rest of us by attributing that to mental health as part of the stigma as if we're all violent when we're not all violent we're not all bad it's just like islam with the one percent ruining it for the other 99 percent. that's the same thing with mental illness the one percent ruins it for the other 99 percent of people who are mentally fucking disabled who are not violent last 13 victims over the following two years, Dahmer's victim count accelerated, bringing his total number from 4 to 17. He developed rituals as he progressed, experimenting with chemical means of disposal and often consuming the flesh of his victims. Dahmer also attempted crude lobotomies, drilling into victims' skulls, while they were still alive, injecting them with muriatic acid. On May 27th, 1991, Dahmer's neighbor, Sandra Smith, called the police to report that an Asian boy was running naked in the street. The police arrived, the boy was incoherent, and then they accepted the word of Dahmer, a white man in a largely poor African-American community, that the boy was his 19-year-old lover. In fact, the boy was only 14 years old and the brother of a Laotian teen. Dahmer had molested three years earlier. The police escorted Dahmer in the boy home, clearly not wishing to be embroiled in a homosexual domestic disturbance. They only took a cursory look around before leaving. Once the police left the scene, Dahmer killed the boy and proceeded to use his rituals. Had, had they conducted a basic search, police officers would have found the body of Dahmer's 12th victim, Tony Hughes, before he was 
finally arrested Dahmer and killed four more men. He finally went to prison after this. Like, 17 people had to die for us to get our shit straight to convict him. Are you fucking capping right now? Dahmer's killing spree ended when he was arrested on July 22nd, 1991. The body parts found in Dahmer's refrigerator in Polaroid photographs of his victims became inextricably associated with his notorious killing spree. Two Milwaukee police officers were led when to Dahmer when they picked up Tracy Edwards, a 32-year-old African-American man who was wandering the street with handcuffs dangling from his wrist, they decided to investigate the man's claims of that weird dude who drugged and restrained him. They arrived at Dahmer's apartment where they calmly offered to get the keys for the handcuffs. And he was offering the keys for the handcuffs. Edwards claimed that the knife Dahmer had threatened him with was in the bathroom and the officer went to corrobate the story. He noticed the Polaroid photographs of dismembered bodies lying around. Dahmer was subdued by officers. Subsequent searches revealed a head in the refrigerator, three more in the freezer, and a catalog of three other horrors, or several more, who knows, including preserved skulls, jars of genitalia, and extensive gallery of macabre Polaroid photographs of his victims. In 1996, following Dahmer's death, a group of Mila uh, Milwaukee businessmen raised more than 400000 to purchase the items used for its victims, including blades, saws, handcuffs, and a refrigerator to store body parts. They promptly destroyed them in an effort to distance the city from the horrors of Dahmer's actions and ensuing media circus surrounding his trial. What dumbass is stupid enough to kill people, keep photos and body parts around in an apartment where you're going to eventually be caught? Like... Clearly he didn't think, nor is this the way to live, but if someone's going to do this shit, why keep this shit around where people can easily access and find it if they search your apartment? One, and two, where do you get this shit-ass idea to even want to kill someone when violence is never the answer? The pen is mightier than the sword, lest we forget again. In this next chapter, we're going to get to the trial and imprisonment of Jeffrey Dahmer. Dahmer's trial in January of 1992, given the majority of Dahmer's victims were African-American, there were considerable racial tensions so 
strict security precautions were taken, including an eight-foot barrier of bulletproof glass, which separated him from the gallery. The inclusion of only one African-American on the jury provoked further unrest, but ultimately contained and short-lived Lionel Dahmer and his wife attended the trial throughout. Dahmer initially pleaded non-guilty to all charges despite having confessed to killings during police interrogation. He eventually changed his plea to guilty by virtue of insanity. His defense then offered the gruesome details of his behavior as proof that only someone insane could commit such terrible acts. The jury chose to believe the prosecution's assertion that Dahmer was fully aware of his actions being evil and chose to commit them anyways. On February 15, 1992, they returned approximately 10 hours of deliberation to find him guilty on all accounts, he was sentenced to 15 consecutive life terms in prison with a 16th term tacked on in May. Dahmer reportedly adjusted well to life in prison, although he initially was kept apart from general population. He eventually convinced authorities to allow him to integrate more fully with other inmates. He found religion in the form of books and photos sent to him by his father, and he was granted permission by the Columbia Correctional Institution to be baptized by a local pastor. Now, I'm going to say this once. People don't change. They can only improve upon themselves. And he may have found religion, found God, yada, 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 the bottom of his heart, whatever the fuck you want to call it. But religion does not ever condone that he'll ever go to heaven after repenting and reconciling his actions. Because you can't reconcile the loss of a person when you've taken their life. You can repent, but you can't fully reconcile the situation. And yes, you can forgive yourself, but I think that God won't forgive a murderer only because the devil welcomes you in his company. The death of Dahmer was when Dahmer was killed on November 28, 1994 by a fellow prison inmate, Christopher Scarver. In accordance with his inclusion in regular work details, Dahmer was assigned to work with two other convicted murderers, Scarver and Jesse Anderson. After they had been left alone to complete their tasks, guards returned to find Scarver had brutally killed by beating both men with a metal bar from the weight room in the prison. Dahmer was pronounced dead in, oh, in just over an hour. Anderson succumbed to his injuries days later. In 2015, Scarver spoke to New York Post 
about his killing of Dahmer. Scarber alleged that he was not only disturbed by Dahmer's crimes, but by habit Dahmer had developed passions, severed limbs from prison food, and to antagonize other inmates. After being taunted by Dahmer and Anderson during their work detail, Scarver said that he confronted Dahmer about his crimes before beating the two men to death, and he also claims that the prison guards allowed the murders to happen by leaving them alone. Okay, so that's reaping what you sow, but does not mean I condone the violence thereof. When the guards are in on it, when their jobs are to protect the individuals in the prison, like, hello, let someone beat someone to death in prison, doesn't that tack on more time for Scarver at this point? I mean, why did we... Or they, rather. Why did we let them let Scarver beat Jesse Anderson and Jeffrey Dahmer? Like, being in on a crime should have gotten that guard convicted. For those of you wondering what happened to Jeffrey Dahmer's house, in August 2012, nearly two decades after his death, it was reported that Dahmer's childhood home in Bath, Ohio, where he committed his first murder in 1978 and buried his victim's remains, was on the market. Its owner, musician Chris Butler, stated the property would make a great home as long as the buyer could get past the horror factor. In March 2016, Butler put the house up for rent $8,000 for the week of the Republican National Convention as of July 2017, the house no longer listed on the market, according to Zillow.com. So just to recap for a minute, we go from his first victim buried behind his parent's house, him killing, decapitating, and masturbating over victims in it, his victim's grandmother's house, getting kicked out because of his alcoholism in 1998. He not only lied about a boy's age when he was 14, pretending like he was his 19-year-old gay lover. Like, who fucking does that? Like, most queer people don't even do this shit, like, lying about someone's age. Never mind heterosexual people put together as one house between the gay and straight as an alliance. But this guy was truly criminally insane. Not only did he have sexual offense charges, but then at the end of it, Christopher Scarber killed Jesse Anderson and Jeffrey Dahmer with a metal bar found in the gym at the prison. If you liked this episode, please give me a rating. I mean, any honest rating and feedback would be helpful at this point in time. Please like the episode if you liked it, and...
please do the poll and the question of the week. They're open until 8.31.22. And the bibliography for this episode is Jeffrey Dahmer on Biography.com, A&E Networks Television, 13th of August, 2021, www.biography.com slash crime dash figure slash rather, not dash, Jeffrey dash Dahmer. So again, it's HTTPS colon slash slash www.biography.com slash crime dash figure slash Jeffrey dash Dahmer. Thank you. Have a great day. At least try to. And smile. Thank you. Bye. Aside from my fiber referral link, I also have a fiber CPA, fiber hybrid, fiber learn, fiber business, fiber sub affiliates, and fiber workspace link that you guys can all click at https colon slash slash go dot fiber slash visit slash question mark bta equals three eight six three three two and brand fiber cpa fiber hybrid fiber learn brand equals fb fiber affiliates and workplace those are the six endings to the link after the number where it's brand equals fiber cpa fiber hybrid fiber learn fb Fiverr Affiliates, and Workspace without Fiverr in that word. Thank you. If you are interested in being referred to the Fiverr seller or buyer community, it's http colon slash slash fiverr.com slash s2 slash c3 c8fde 94c. Again, Fiverr is spelled F-I-V-E-R-R dot C-O-M. I am Jacob, and I am saying have a good night, thank you, and bye.